Hello, how you doing? This is Tim, the narcissist. I wanted to um, do another recording um, about love. I've been getting a lot of, um, having a lot of conversations with friends about love and relationships. And I think it's important for us to understand that, um, you know, love is a two-way street. And a lot of people go into it with these expectations of, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to, this is how I'm going to feel. This is what I'm going to do, you know, in this situation. Like, I think everybody wants love to be a personal journey, something that makes them feel good. And then when it stops feeling good, that's when people start to become abusive or angry or sad or depressed, or they have feelings of loneliness. They have feelings of anxiety. You know, a lot of people have, um, What's the word? Um, it's when you're afraid for somebody to leave you. I forgot that word. But anyways, they have fear of abandonment. That's what it is. So when you have a fear of abandonment, everything that a person does to you or does, that's against how you, if it goes against your good feeling, you're going to automatically assume that the person is either out to leave you or they're going to leave you eventually because it doesn't feel good anymore for them or for you. So a lot of times we um we start to like look for signs and symptoms of of a person leaving us, you know what I'm saying? And then we end up getting caught up in just the the feeling of anxiety because we don't want to be left. And I think we talked about this before about the person who gets left feels like the loser. And um a lot of times we have to really take a step back and think about our motivations and why we aren't in relationships. And then we have to understand that the relationship is 50-50. In my opinion, it's 50-50, meaning you are, you're responsible for yourself and how you treat the other person and that person's responsible for how they treat you. So that's something about 50-50. There's no, there's no such thing as like 50% in the middle. Like you can't give the same amount that you can get from somebody else is just impossible. Somebody will do more work, you know, at times, and the other person might do more work the other time. But um, I think a lot of times we get into relationships because we feel like this is what we need in our lives to make our lives whole or complete or just feel better about ourselves. The fact that somebody wants us makes us feel good about ourselves. So it's almost like because nobody else wants us, we feel like crap. And then when somebody else, when, then when somebody does come in that wants us the way we see it, we're like, all right, this is it. I'm finally validated. My emotions are validated. My feelings are validated. My life is validated because this person wants me. And I think we have to realize that desire does not equal love. I can want somebody for different reasons, you know, especially when it comes to women. Like I can want a woman for physical reasons. And then once those physical reasons are gone, I don't want her anymore. It's simple. Like I can be all over this woman, all over this chick, just like doing my thing. Like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. I want to be with you. You know, hugs and kisses and everything. And then like, as soon as like it wears off, I'm like, nah, you know, I'm over it. And so my reasoning for being into a relationship is how I feel. 
So when I say I feel strongly about somebody, it's a physical symptom of something that she provided for me. So, you know, men are kind of simple when it comes to like attraction. We look at the look and the smell and the voice tone, the voice quality, you know, communication, like the type of communication you do have is important. Like you got to be able to have some kind of, you know, sentences that go along with the thoughts that you're saying that doesn't sound crazy. But for the most part, we're pretty simple. You know, if you're just nice to us and you smell good and you look good, that can go for a while. Unless you're like a man who needs like some kind of um, stimulus besides that. So some guys are attracted to toxic, toxic women because it stirs up these emotions inside of them. And I think a lot of men would rather have something stirred up then nothing stirred up, you know what I mean? And, you know, to be honest, like if you're with somebody who's toxic, that says a lot about you as a person because you're actually dealing with it. And if you feel like you're the same person, quote unquote, then it's your responsibility to be like, I'm out. Like, this isn't normal. This isn't healthy. I got to be out. But a lot of times our egos make us feel better about ourselves because we're actually interacting with somebody who, in our opinion, is lesser than us or lower, whatever it is. So anyways, I think a lot of times we have to check ourselves before we get into a relationship. You know, if we're going into it when like out of desperation or we're going into it because Max's boyfriend or Max's girlfriend, they found somebody, so I'm going to find somebody. You know what I'm saying? Or we're just going into it because we want sex and the powerful feeling that comes along with wanting sex can create um, fake love, like faux love, false love. You know, the lust feeling that you have for somebody at the time will feel like love because it's all wonderful and it's great and we watch the shows and the TVs and we interpret what they're going through physically as what love is supposed to be like. And I think a lot of times we just forget about our responsibility when it comes to relationships and relating with other people. Like we forget that the love part of the relationship is actually us doing something to make the relationship better or making the other person happy. That's the love part that we kind of forget. We're all, we're all concerned about our own happiness, but we're not really concerned about the other person's happiness. And it goes back to like how you feel determines your desire to be in a relationship. And that's the only thing that we kind of go by when we, when we say, I want a relationship because I feel lonely or I feel like I need a, somebody next to me to make me feel good about myself. Or I feel like I need a wife or a husband or I feel like everything is, is falling apart and I just need somebody to be there to pick me up when I'm down. So then when you're back up, what are you doing with that? Like, what are you gonna do with that person when you get back up? If you're only in it to for somebody to, to be part of what you feel in your mind or your body. So a lot of times we um go into relationships without knowing our part, you know? And a lot of times we go into it without knowing like what our problems are internally. We might know that we might have issues because we know that nobody's perfect, 
but we don't really address those issues before we get involved with other people. And then they come out during a relationship and then in your mind, you're like, I'm fine. In your other mind, other person's mind, like, yo, what's wrong with you? And, you know, a lot of times we leave the relationship based on the fact that that person don't get me or, you know, he's crazy, she's crazy. But before you get into a relationship, you should check and see what is it that you really want this relationship for? You know, and I think men and women are both guilty of like using our physical bodies to determine whether or not we are interested in somebody. You know, attraction is like the biggest thing. You know, if I don't have that feeling or that spark, you know, you hear people say, I went on a date with him, but there was just no spark. And then that person becomes friend zone. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, I need that spark for me to be in a relationship with somebody. And so you get the spark and then you end up that person's a thief or that person's a, a womanizer or that person's a rageaholic or, you know. And then you say, oh, man, this wasn't what I thought it was because in the beginning it was great. And now I'm like Ugh, stuck with this person because they have all these other things that's coming out during a relationship. So in my opinion, we have to understand that attraction is part of it and we can we can explore that and enjoy the attraction that we have to other people and that can be one part of the relationship and we could say you know what i'm attracted to you this is the beginning of something and we can explore our attractions towards each other but knowing that we have to get to know each other before we can really consider whether or not we're compatible with each other and I don't know how long it takes for us to realize if we're compatible with somebody. I'm going to say at least six months to a year before we can really say, yeah, we're compatible. And then, like, after those six months to a year is up, you can decide, all right, this is going to go farther because we really like each other and we're getting along and, you know, we're compatible. And I think the more you speak what you want, like what you want for the relationship into the relationship, so you can say things like, I like when we have nice conversations, or I like it when you're nice to me, you know? I like it because we're compatible and we get along well. That kind of puts the in the forefront what's important for you in that relationship. So I think communication is really big because what happens is a lot of times we forget about saying the things that we really want in the relationship. And then the other person's mind might start to wander and go back into their own like psychoses maybe. And then that person starts to bring out all this other stuff that you weren't aware of. But I think we can kind of like put in the forefront of what we really like about the person like all the time. So it could be as simple as we had a good conversation last night. I really appreciate you, you know, or thank you for making that dinner for me. Well, you know what? That was a really nice gesture you did when you, you know, you came by the job and dropped off some coffee. I really appreciate that. You know, because those things are volunteer are voluntarily done, and those things are the things that we don't we we don't look for, but we also take those for granted as well. So we don't have to look for somebody to bring coffee to work, but when we do, know that they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart, and you have to have the the emotional 
um, energy to really, really appreciate that. Because if you start off appreciating life, then everything else is on top of that. So you'll be appreciative of everything that comes along with it. Breath, you know, taking a step, being able to jump, run, walk, crawl, whatever you do. And when we're in relationships with people, we should go into it by by already appreciating the fact that this person's given us their time. That's all they that's all they have is their time. And then most people give up give up the bodies first. First is like a little bit of time, then it's the bodies, then maybe you get the 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 heart and the mind and, and the soul. But we use the time and the bodies to determine whether or not we really, really like somebody. You know, like people say, well, he don't spend no time with me. Yeah, but what kind of time are you spending together? Like, do you know? Do you talk? Do you do things? Are you getting along with each other? Are you just having sex and then smoking weed and leaving? So we are complicated creatures because we're very vocal. Like our, our souls comes out of our mouth. So whatever we speak, that becomes like our personal God. And that's very powerful for us because whatever we speak comes into existence and we're we're the only well, we're the only animal that we know of that speak with words that are like sentences. I mean other animals communicate in their own language and it sounds like, you know, rah 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 rah, whatever they do, a birds chirp. And maybe to them we sound like a bunch of garbled mess as well, but to us, it's very sophisticated, our language. And our language is what determines how we interact with each other, as well as, you know, the, what do you call it, the nonverbal cues. But our language is what determines how we feel about each other. So in a relationship, if you're nice to the person and you're talking and you're laughing and you're getting along and you're appreciative verbally, then those things will stay in the in the front of the relationship, and then it will be a lot. It'll be a lot stronger in the in the middle and in the end. Because you'll have days where you're just like down and you're not feeling right, and you're just like whatever. But if you have a strong verbal foundation, meaning I'm speaking life into this relationship, then the other part, when you are feeling down, we are like not really feeling like you want to do much. You'll always have the verbal part strong because you've been practicing that all the whole time. So even if you're feeling like, I don't feel like talking today, you can say, hey, babe, I'm just, you know, I'm in a bad mood or I'm sleepy or I'm tired. But I just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you and I hope you have a great day. You know, like go all the way with the verbal. You know, you don't have to be like mushy and crazy, but just saying, I'm just letting you know that I'm thinking about you and I hope you have a great day. You know, that right there can be like, all right, this person's really going out of their way to make me feel good. And I think we forget about verbally building up our people, especially when it comes to like men and women in relationships. Like we do social media well, we'll big ourselves up and we'll big up, you know, sometimes we'll big up our spouses on social media. You know, my man brought me some flowers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so Facebook knows what the hell's going on in your life. But how about the Tuesday when he's just sitting on the couch 
watching football or whatever? Are you walking up to him on Tuesday and saying, hey, remember that day you brought me those flowers? I was just thinking about that and I really appreciate that. You know, and then that's going to make him motivated to do something else for you and vice versa. Remember that steak you cooked for me, babe, the other night? I'm not trying to be chauvinistic, but you know how it is. You know, for the guy's part, you know, remember that food you cooked for me the other night? That was beautiful. I love that fact that you did that for me. I really appreciate you, you know. And me speaking this in this podcast is actually me speaking this for my own self as well because I need to, if I want to be in a relationship, I have to learn how to speak life into it because I'll get anxious and I'll get into my own mind and I'll take a negative event and run with that negative event. I'll turn that into a, a, like a, a, a strike against the person. You know what I'm saying? And it could be small, simple, little stupid stuff, but like, you know, because I'm, I don't know if I'm afraid to be vulnerable or I'm just anti-pain, I'm adverse to having discomfort. I find any little thing and I'll take it and say, oh, that's uncomfortable. I'm not going to deal with that. And I'll just put it where I'll put that person in that uncomfortable event and that becomes who they are to me. And I'll look back and I'll have 17 reasons why it's just not going to work out and be cool with that. And I could take that to the grave with me, but that's not love. That's just me being a judge and me saying, nah, she wasn't the one because of blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I'm going to um continue this thought some other time, but I want to put that out there. Put verbally massage your, your, your mate or your potential boyfriend or your person you're dating. Not in the beginning, but like months down the line. Four months later, still verbally massage your person. Even if you don't know what they did or if they haven't done anything for you in a while, just appreciate their time that they're spending with you. Hey, I'm glad. Thank you for coming over today. I really appreciate you spending, taking your time out to be with me because that's very important. Time is, is, is money. And I'm spending my time with you when I can be out there getting some money <laughs> or whatever I'd be doing. But it's, it's important for us to really think about that. All right. Bye.